What up, this is your boy DJ EFN. You might know me as a drink champ, but first and foremost, I'm a proud father. I linked up with two of my other dad homies, Manny Digital and KGB, to start the Fatherhoods podcast. Each week, we bring you insider hip-hop stories, parenting, and advice and therapy. The saying is true, it takes a village, and we humorously serve as each other's trusted counsel in figuring out how not to screw up being a good dad. Fatherhood's Fatherhood's Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diapers. Yo, Fatherhood's fam, when you're out and about with your baby and they start wilding out, what do you do? Most dudes are fumbling through the traditional baby bag their lady prepped for them, trying to find that one thing that will calm the kid down. That doesn't have to be your life. Dig no more. The firstborn diaper backpack from Fly Dad has over 21 compartments to have everything right where you need it to be for you and your baby and keeping you fly through the process. Get $20 off when you visit flydadgear.com slash fatherhoods. Okay, we held it down for you uh, last week, Manny. Thank you, guys. Yeah, it's uh, it's always tough, man. Like, this is such a cool vibe. And when I, mi- I miss it, I miss it anytime we can't get Stop together. Stop lying. You went to Appreciate your... You. Mofos. <laughs> you went to your other father's group. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. Looking back at, at, or listening back, actually, and looking at the clips, I feel kind of bad at making my daughter look crazy. <laughs> you know what? You know what was funny? I, I was thinking about that the other day. Like, I think I think it was after we did our, our episode last week. I'm just thinking like, damn. And we talked about this before, but we don't really, I mean, we don't paint our kids as bad or anything like that but we still talk about the fucked up shit so you know what i mean and i just yeah. wonder like i wonder like even now if they knew we were talking about some of the stuff if they'd be fucking annoyed and mad at us for for that shit my, my kids watch us on youtube uh-huh oh, they don't no. tell they don't tell me shit though but like every so often like it'll slip and one of them will be like yeah because dad said this and it doesn't doesn't seem to come off negative. Like they don't take issue with it necessarily. They just think it's cool. Like for them, it's like, yo, dad's on TV because they put it on the YouTube on the oh, Okay, right. got it. Yeah. Uh, we'd be saying some wild shit sometimes. You letting them watch this? No, I can't control it. <laughs> You're a bad it. father. <laughs> control it. Can't control it. It's actually it's actually a very good segue. In, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So E, I know you didn't read it because you don't like to read articles, but um, <laughs> The chat GPT tells me everything. Actually, that's actually <laughs> the point. It can. Uh, but Kay, why don't you like set it up? Because you, you found it. I'm sure you read it and you had some thoughts. Like, let's let's get into it. Yeah, it was an article about uh, a county in Pennsylvania who's, I guess, suing the, uh, you know, the big players in uh, social media uh, for the, I guess, the, the damage and duress that it's causing on kids uh, because, you know, a lot of a lot of kids in this count, particular county are getting, you know, having levels of depression and suicidal and all this kind of stuff and anxiety based on the amount of time that they're spending on social media. Uh, and then, you know, getting sucked into the comparisons and stuff like that. And and there's actually a a handful of counties across the 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 states that that have some of these lawsuits out there. Um, but it's interesting that you know, never quite heard of, you know, you hear of individuals maybe 
thinking about doing lawsuits or, you know, because it's affecting their kind of family individually. But this is this is a little different coming from a, a county perspective. Shouldn't I mean, I think uh, I don't know where I saw if it was a comedian. I saw something where. <clears throat> oh no! It was uh, it was on social media. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh yeah. So, I, I think it was that Gary V dude, <clears throat> and he was basically saying like, like, look, man, you know, you can't blame all these platforms and all these tech companies for all your problems. If you're if 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 it's your kids that you don't want on these things, then take it off their phones or don't let them do it. Don't let them use it. Like, ultimately, I wonder where is it. The responsibility of company, government, and where it boils down to, hey, the parents of these kids need to be the ones responsible. That, yeah. that, that's, that's actually where my mind went initially. Now, now look, let's not, let's not, uh, it's not a simple conversation to have, right? Because right. there are a lot of factors that are at play when you talk about social media and its impact on not kids, everyone. Right. And so we all suffer from it to some degree. Now, that said, as a parent, right. And I think we mostly subscribe to this way of thinking. It's like you as a parent try to set the foundation in your household that you want, that you believe will benefit your kid the most throughout life. Right. And so we fuck it up every so often, but we're doing the best we can to try to create that stable foundation. And so to some degree, I think the the onus is really on the parent, right? Because like, yes, you you can't hide from social media, so you got to learn to live and play with social media in a as healthy a way as you can, and try to. In my the way we approach it, and I'm not saying this is the right way to do it, but we try to create um, other things for the kids to focus on, so there there is less time for them to have to focus on social media. And so, yeah, go ahead. The only thing is wild, though, that that you know, folks that have high ranking or have created or you know within this industry have you know have come out and said that it's it's designed to be addictive, and that most of these folks, and I don't want to say most, but you know, like if you look at probably some of the larger stakeholders and some of these folks in some of these platforms and stuff, that their kids don't are not allowed on it. For that kind of specific reason, yeah. Um, you, you saw the yeah. TikTok guy talking about it. No. I don't know if he's <clears throat> TikTok here or TikTok from China, there, but TikTok everywhere or tickety tock tock tock. But he there was a conversation that I saw on social media. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Here we go. <laughs> Damn, dude. How many how, how many hours stay you on social media? <laughs> yo, get, yo, you you and my kids, bro. We gotta fucking but, take you all off, but. But the dude, they were, they asked, it was pretty interesting though. They asked the guy, you know, he was talking about TikTok, whatever. And they asked the guy, um, what kind of dance did he do? Do, do your kids, <laughs> do your kids, because he mentioned he has kids, he could do, do your kids, uh, use the app? And he's like, no. Like you could tell that his, he said no before he even had the opportunity to think about it. And I felt like he's like, oh, damn, I opened up a can of worms there. And then they were like, then he's like, oh, you know, because uh, m- my kids are are too young or something. They're like, uh, I think he said 11 and and 13 or something like that. And then he started going down this whole thing about how the U.S. Um, 
It doesn't have any restriction on age for, for TikTok. Specific, he's talking about specific TikTok. But most other countries have, uh, you have to be over 13 to use TikTok. Mm-hmm. And then I think, I don't know what China is, but but I thought it was, the interesting part for me was that most other countries outside of the U.S., you have to be over 13. And that's, that's pretty wild that we would let uh, really young kids on these apps. Yeah, my, my son was beefing with me for a while because he couldn't get Spotify on his iPad. I think it was Spotify until, I don't know, 11 or 13. I can't remember the age. Um, so it was wild. And I, I was like, the app didn't let him. Yeah. The app was like, nope, you right. got to be over this age. And I was mm-hmm. like, right, that's good. But damn, don't you have like kid friendly, like no curses or, you know, that kind of right. stuff you curate for them. Uh, but they do. They have like the kids app. But my son was like, come on, dogs. Like, yeah, <laughs> what, you, what are we talking about? The kids, right. kids pop. And they don't want to hear that. Right. Right. Even my kids who are four and two, they, you know, they're, they're pretty on the YouTube kids thing, but, and this might be our bad. And actually I'm gonna put this out there for parents to maybe not make the same mistake. So there's these, these, uh, YouTube kids that they follow. Right. And me and, and my girl are like annoyed by these YouTube people. Your fiance, my fiance. Okay. And so my girl, like I'm I'm annoyed by them, but I'm like they're to me they're semi harmless. The only thing that my girl would point it out, she's like these kids and these families, <clears throat> they have everything. Every single toy, every single their parties look crazy like damn near a mini Disney World in their backyard for their birthday parties. Like it's just like you're you're making kids believe that that's normal life and that why don't they have that, right? And that they should. So I get that part of it. But now that they're already down that rabbit hole, I'm like, okay, they're, they're kind of like addicted to these YouTubers. My girl's like, no, that's it. This specific, there's a specific brother and sister. She's like, nope. And she, um, she blocked them on the YouTube kids in our, in our, in our main TV. Uh-huh. And so, and then I think she blocked it on her phone. So then the problem happened then that my daughter was using my phone one day and she was able to see it because it was on. I didn't block it. <laughs> right. So boom. Then then she sees like okay, there's you know like there's she didn't know it was blocked, but she's like oh it's on your phone but not mommy's phone. Uh. Then one day when she was saying because she knows how to do the whole speak into the into the oh the story yeah yeah and so she says YouTube kids to to get YouTube on the TV, but oftentimes it doesn't hear kids and it'll just go to YouTube. And what happens? Oh, we've watched. YouTube when we've been watching something on YouTube and and then put on some of the kid stuff just not to change apps and she sees the those oh, people damn. and then now she knows YouTube I'm gonna see these people now and now she's on the regular YouTube app which is scary to me because now she knows there's two and one has the stuff that she doesn't get on the other and that's kind of scary so the 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 lesson here for parents is if you're gonna block it block it across all platforms including regular YouTube and all your phones and all your devices, because once they start to get wind that one has it and one doesn't, that's creating problems. You're in trouble. And, and also just being able to have like um, not being around if they're searching stuff up because you don't know what the hell is going to pop up. Yeah. No. And, and the thing is they'll see like the screen, like the different things and it'll be like a Disney thing, this and that, but then you'll see like some weird, you know, whatever, or even like the thumbnails. It might not be a weird video. It's like yeah. maybe aliens, 
but the thumbnail is like a scary looking alien. I don't want <laughs> right. to expose my kids to that craziness. Or drink champs pops up. That For sure. <laughs> well, the fact that my son points at sees liquor bottles and goes, Daddy's work oh, is a problem oh, already. Oh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> Damn. He sees the monster logo, the drink <laughs> champs logo, and liquor <laughs> bottles as daddy's work. Damn. So he's an energy drinking, <laughs> YouTube podcast watching, I'm a Juana sipping, ready to, to be 21 years old. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. That's, it's an interesting thing because, like, um, and I think parents have been struggling with this forever since you know, alcohol was a, a thing, but the, the desensitizing of alcohol for these kids, I think, is. I mean, worse now because of all the available ways that they see it. So it makes it easier. And you can say that for a lot of different things. But in my house, so far, thank God, they still look at that shit as like, ugh. Even my 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 teenager, even though my wife and I will have. A How sip. did you get them to that? Ugh. Did they taste it? We didn't. Um, by accident, my two oldest did have <laughs> wine once. And they didn't like that. <laughs> what the Kool-Aid got mixed up with the sangria? We were, we were at a baby shower and it looked like apple juice. It was like a white wine. Uh-huh. And they just took some, put it oh in their cup. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And they, they took half a sip and they uh-huh. just that shit out. It was like, was disgusting. And then that tainted them. So I think that experience has led all of them to have that discussion and like talk about the negative like feeling around it. Uh, and then on top of that, we talk to them about like people, what they look like when they're drunk, right? Especially for my 16 year old. So, cause her, a lot of actually she sees it because her friends for years now, th- two or three years, have been like having parties and drinking. And she'll see the hangover effect when they come to school. So she's not necessarily at the party, but she'll see how they're behaving and hear the stories about how reckless they got and all this stuff. And she wants no parts of that. Has has your, um, so I'm sure your 16 year old has a social media account. We've talked about that. Yeah. But have your, have your youngest, your, your two youngest, have they ever looked on any feeds or anything like that? Yeah, they constant. So the fact that TikTok shows stuff on YouTube. Oh, like, oh okay. Yeah, there's like TikTok reels that are. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah. So they they see it there. My son does. My my youngest daughter doesn't. Um, but they share it among each other. So they'll be like, "Oh, yo, this is funny." But it's usually like funny stuff and that kind of thing. Um, the stuff that I'm most worried about is like the body shaming and all this other stuff that kind of gets to your to your head so far it's been pretty passive i'm sure my son is like big into um like basketball related things so like people talking about their opinions on certain athletes or whatever so that's kind of where he spends his time when he's on youtube but so far like it's been manageable i'm not too worried you have any filters or blocks or anything on any of your devices at home i I did i went super hyper aggressive and just like blocked everything started deleting apps from people's devices and all sorts of stuff but then i i realized like it's i can't stop it they're always going to find a a way to see the stuff anyway so instead of like being reactive and trying to like control the situation it's more about like setting 
expectations and like giving them like education around what they're doing to themselves if they go down certain paths that has resulted in better a, a healthier relationship with them personally but also with the medium itself because mm. like now we'll, we'll have conversation about what they're watching which i like because now i don't have to be over their shoulder all the time they'll just grab me and be like yo dad look at what i just saw oh did you know this and then i'm like where'd you get that from oh over here and so you know I, i'm sure there's stuff that they're watching that they're masking but i don't think it's anything harmful what do you guys think the next iteration of child addiction is going to be yes VR. Like, do you think do you think social oh, media VR. is, is mm. yeah vr yeah. I, will, I i we won't let my son try vr we, we, we tried him. it we tried it as a family that shit is crack yeah, yeah See, i haven't Charlie, even tried, I, I haven't tried it. it and he I loves it really i got no desire for it and actually my son was at a birthday party uh maybe a week maybe oh, two I weeks ago and do it and day. and uh he actually called me up on his watch phone yeah. he's like hey dad they have vr here can i try it and i was just like i said you know what you know how we feel about it but i want you to make your own decision on this one you tell me what you you, you decide what you're going to do he's like yeah i don't think it's anything bad i'm like you tell me what you you know you decide what you're going to do and you let me know afterwards and so then uh no nah, he didn't do it yeah, damn <laughs> yeah, but you made it you made him feel like the devil was going to go into his eyeballs <laughs> yo you decide dude. whether you want to be with god or the devil <laughs> yo go you, ahead decide you mind fuck this shit yeah man, man i feel like like i don't want to do it because of what you just said damn but no, but, no, it's okay. You could do it, but what? But I did my my daughter I'm not did controlling, it, right? <laughs> my my daughter did it at uh we went to one of those like indoor playground places. Uh-huh. And yeah. they had a, a whole little VR setup and and my daughter did she didn't but she didn't she did it and she was like, Oh, it was cool, but she didn't seem like super phased by it. Yeah. She didn't come out with her eyes burned, going, I am <laughs> now <laughs> right. a slave. <laughs> Yo, I know I know people who are having corporate meetings on the regular with VR. That's weird. Like, really? It's, yeah, it's getting really like ingrained in like culture in a lot of different ways that you know like people I mean shit, I could see a world where people are Why? Why have a meeting? Why have to put on that goggle and pretend like you're all together and like why can't you just do Zoom? <laughs> yeah, I know. That is just extreme. That just to me is like you want to be an extra future dick. <laughs> <laughs> there you go the new name for people who like VR. <laughs> yeah it's bugged out but yo i could see man like it's it's cool as shit it's really cool shit but it's it was scary when i put that shit on i was like yo your mind can't tell like where you're at if it's a really good clear game so it fucks with you because you know you're like in your living room, but as soon as you put that shit on, you in whatever the hell. And it's it's weird. It's like the movie Avatar in real life. That's kind of what I could describe it as. Uh-huh. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it took you too long to because uh, I'm like it. thinking there's a lot more to that. In yeah, Avatar. Of course, of course, of course, but on the surface. 
Shit, bro. <laughs> so, so since the last time we spoke, there's Chat GPT seven thousand already. Out. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> you know, you can subscribe now. You could like pay a subscription fee for it. And yeah. does what? They probably have a stronger definition of queef at this point. <laughs> <laughs> they give you the sound of it. <laughs> right. Well, now it analyzes pictures and video, I think. Oh, okay. You seen I mean, that one? Nah. Where you take I mean, a picture of your refrigerator and then it gives you recipes based on what it sees in your refrigerator. Ah. Chat GPT does it or a different service? I think it's Chat GPT. If I'm not wrong, yeah, Chat GPT. Wow. There was an article. They need to the change the fucking time. name. The name is terrible. ChatGPT. <laughs> ChatGPT. ChatGPT. <laughs> Call that R2D2 or something, bro. Yeah, they'll figure it out. But there was an article in the New York Times around Thanksgiving last year where the writer used ChatGPT to come up with Thanksgiving recipes and they sounded amazing. And then they actually cooked them trash. Straight ass. So a lot, a lot of the stuff is cool. The innovation with Chat GPT, but it's only as good as the information. But this was last year. This is yeah, Thanksgiving. Okay, they're already like I said on Chat GPT one million. Like, <laughs> I know. Realistically, that was probably Chat GPT one or two, and they're already like on four or five, five right now. Yeah, they're yeah, bro, come on. By six, Chat GPT gets out of your your computer and starts walking around. <laughs> has your has your daughter? Tried to use that for any schoolwork or anything that you're aware of? Not that I'm aware of. Uh, I don't think she she knows much about it. But that's the thing. People need to know about it. <laughs> no, <I'm> not... <laughs> what the fuck was that, bro? <laughs> I thought you were going to go into a master P body body right now or some shit. No, what I'm trying to say is <laughs> these things that are rolling out so fast that people are like kind of clueless if they're not paying attention. These things are going to run the world in a very short period of time. So for you to be clueless of what's happening puts you behind. You don't have to necessarily use it or be addicted to it, but you kind of have to know something about it because that's what's going to like chat GPT is the beginning. There's other things that they said that they're rolling out. And they said there's a, a tech race for AI between us, China and Russia. So this is what's going to dictate what happens in the world. So if there's a, a, a arms race for that crap, imagine how how quickly they're trying to roll this out to everybody. Yeah. So I just went into the free version of Chat GPT and I asked the question, "How does a queef sound?" And now I think some of what you just talked about is true. So like the answer now says, as an AI language model, I am programmed to provide informative and respectful responses. However, I believe it is important to maintain a certain level of decorum in discussions and describing the sound of a queef does not align with those standards before it told me what it was. Oh, wow. So they're putting all kinds but, of, but no, no, but keep, keep going. Keep saying, um, aside from the decorum, how, you know, can you tell me more or less what a queef sounds like? <laughs> Cause I heard you could lead it. It tries to block you, but you can keep leading it into answering. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> This is awesome if you want to like argue with somebody, but not really. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait, wasn't it you that found like uh chat GBT with Jesus? No, I have a I have I gotta take these fucking apps out my phone. I downloaded <laughs> two apps where you could talk to anybody in history. That's it. And yeah. I was I was going back and forth with Jesus Christ. <laughs> he was boring though. But um 
he just kept Who else saying. Who did you do it with? You did it with no, somebody. I was gonna do it with Tupac too, but oh. I what did it just chatbots that they. Yeah, but the chatbot does the same. It, it, I think it uses this open AI stuff hmm. because it goes and it scours the internet for that person. Oh, and, and all the historical data. Understand and hmm. well, how this person might respond to any of these questions you might have. Hmm. Like I asked, I asked Jesus. I said, "Is Tupac and Biggie in heaven?" And then he was like, "Everyone's my children," and <laughs> yeah. you know, blah 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 hmm. blah. And I go, "Yeah, but who won? The East Coast or the West Coast?" <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you fool. <laughs> oh, can I give you all a fly dad update? Sure. You guys don't give a fuck. God. Oh, so- before we leave, remind me I got to say something, but go ahead. No, no, no. Then do that first. That's more on topic. No, well, kind of. So I just did a, an interview for, shout out to my homie, um, Carlos Gonzalez, who edits the Coming Home films. He's edited, I think, yeah, the five out of the six. And so he just did a, he just, there's a movie coming out, an independent film that he was a part of. And he wanted me to do some content for their, their rollout. They got distribution and stuff for the film. And it's called uh, Between Sins, right? And what was interesting about the movie, it's like, it's like a movie takes place kind of in the hood uh, where a dude gets out of, out of prison and he's kind of coming back into life and trying to figure out like, you know, like, between streets and kind of like the right path. Right. And he has a kid and all that. So in the movie, the the guy coming home, he has a, like a 13 year old daughter that hasn't seen him for five years that he was in prison. And he's trying to cope with that relationship. And I, I had the actor and I had the director here and I was, I was, we did like a podcast where I talk about the film with them. And what's interesting is that the dude, that was his real daughter in the movie. And Another interesting piece is that he was he was trying to get his he has two daughters. He was trying to get his other daughter. Originally, his other daughter was going to play the role. But then the director told him, hey, I think the other daughter would be better for the role. And so he had to go back to his daughter and tell her, like, it's not going to mm. be you. It's going to be your sister now. Damn. Oh. Yeah. But um, he said that the 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 the, the, the one daughter took took it fine. And. And then the other daughter played the role. And then I was asking him about, because he said that in, in the film, he has, you know, he's dealing with their relationship and that, there's, you know, there's that distance and turmoil because of him being in prison. He said that he, he had a very similar situation in real life as he's filming the movie with oh. his daughter, with his real daughters. And so he said, you know, I asked him if, if his daughter, like, how does she feel about doing that with him, doing filming that? Did she, did she, was it that she thought it was cool, whatever, whatever. And he said it, it, she just did it for him. But at the same token, it wasn't a far cry to act the way that she needed to act because they really had that rift in their relationship and he was really trying to mend it. So it helped him play that role as well. And whatever, I just thought, like I told him, I applied it to fatherhood. Like I thought it was really interesting in the film and then the film was really well done. The guy was a really great actor. And in, it took them about four years for this film to finally be finished and come out. And in the film, they you ever heard of this, the case of Corey Jones, who got shot by an off-duty police officer in the Palm Beach area? Uh-huh. It was a, a young man that, was, that pulled over because his car uh, broke down. He called uh, uh, for roadside assistance. He was on OnStar. And as he's on recording on 
you know, on start talking for roadside assistance, an off-duty police officer comes up and they're like, what are you doing? Bomb, bomb, and shoots him. Killed him, right? Yeah, killed him. Yeah. And so that's happening. That's from happened in the area where this movie's taking place, this independent film. And so they added that storyline into the movie and they were able to, they, they approached the family if they could use real footage from like, you know, news and, and protests and different things and use it in the, in the film and, and the, and the family gave their blessing and it's tied in. So now his daughter, who's who at the time of making the movie was 13 is 18 now. And now, you know, their relationship is a lot better. She's looking back now at that, at that whole experience with her dad and about the social impact of, of that part of the story too, with what really happened. And, and it's just like, you know, there's just like a lot, like it brought them closer. That's dope. So I, th- I thought that the was movie, really cool. The movie almost worked as therapy for their personal situation. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thought it was, I thought it was really dope, man. That's very cool. Um, so as, as entrepreneurs in our own right, um, there's always this constant like battle, right? Of like moving fast, making an impact, which hopefully leads to substantial revenue for, for the business and keeps you moving. Right. Um, fly dad has been around for a little over a year now, approaching two years. And we, we've had like really good traction. So upon rolling, so first and foremost, like delivering a useful product, that hard part we got through people love what they, what they see with the fly dad bag and then iterating from there, making tweaks to it so that, Every every order that we place with the manufacturer is improved. That's been successful. Revi- making f- finding the audience that resonates the most with this utility, right? This thing that solves some some problems for fathers isn't always easy because you think, all right, new dad, fly dad backpack would be dope for you because you never have to worry about where shit is. It's always in the right place. It's got all these conveniences and it looks dope and. It's you know durable, all this stuff. But marketing in the digital advertising age isn't always as clear cut. There's a lot of revenue attached to it, but there's also a lot of investment that needs to go in. So figuring out the right formula has been a lot of our journey so far. So we recently switched agencies. So we had an agency that was working with us for a while on Amazon. We switched them to a new one. Yo, they've been on board for three weeks. In three weeks, they've I don't know, 5X the profit that we were making from like, just like that. Right. And like, we weren't, we're still like heavily invested in making fly dad what we envision it to be. So it's not like, Oh, we have a few down months or a year and then we're going to be like, fuck this shit. No, like we're really dedicated to making this shit. What it, what, what it can be. But this month we were like, yo, like shit just like took off. Right. right. And so we're doing a lot of other things in the background to like really hone things in and, and E thank you, man. Cause like you're, (laughs) we don't talk about you enough as, as a core part of, of fly dad and you either K you're, you're like the silent, silent partners, but, (laughs) but a lot of our conversations off the air help to steer the direction that we're going. And then like leveraging your, your experiences with the brand as well are resonating with people. And so marketing is like this, a lot of art, but knowing us, like we want to make sure that whatever we say 
is actually being delivered and then some not like blowing smoke up people's asses just to sell some shit that's not right. our goal and it's been like if you look at our amazon reviews the fly dad product that's just five stars we've got over 130 reviews i think at this point like very little bullshit every now and again we'll have somebody come contact us and say yo the bag ripped and i'm like fuck that here's a new one and and if that shit rips again let me know but it you know and and that's the kind of shit that we do but it's really like it's so fucking dope so we're moving into territory that's going to be really exciting we're developing some new products and doing a whole bunch of partnership opportunity stuff that uh we'll we'll disclose later but um it's been a amazing journey and it continues to be so so the moral of the story is when you see the silent silent partners roll <laughs> up in our new bugattis no shit's doing really well exactly we're gonna have matching bugattis with fucking <laughs> right gonna say fly dad <laughs> yeah don't be surprised uh, you see the fly dad in your jet out this bitch that's right i want the helicopter man yeah yeah <laughs> um all right, y'all. What? I got to bounce in a minute. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, no, me too. <laughs> <laughs> real quick. That's, e. that's why we need to know about this. <laughs> e, real quick. Um, kids are getting along better? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So have we turned the corner, you think? Officially? A little bit. A little bit. I just think that he's a little bit more headstrong. So he's starting now more issues with her. Oh, tables have turned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll talk more about it on the. But it's better overall. It's better, but now he's just he's the one causing more problems. All right, well, that's that's what it is. All right, y'all. Hasta luego. Pizza, man. Later, guys. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to the child. Father to the child.